but do your own research and also understand what you're putting down. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Just Tyler here, field agronomist with A Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. I hope that you're having a great day, and we thank you for tuning into our podcast. As spring approaches and the planters get rolling, yes, I've seen some social media posts that growers have been hashtagging plant23. We wanted to share five quick tips to think about while we're gearing up to drop some seed down this season. To help me out with this, I wanted to welcome back to the show a new friend to you and a great friend to me, Mr. Preston Groby. What's up, my man? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. It's freezing cold. We are probably 30 days away from the growers in this neck of the woods getting their planters into the ground, which is always exciting, but a little trepidatious because some guys haven't done all their work or maybe they're trying to get some equipment. I know that you just picked up some equipment. I did. So, you know, to to get some of this stuff tooled around and ready to rock and roll in 30 days is kind of nerve wracking. So we just wanted to provide five quick tips on what growers that are listening to this can do to kind of help out. Maybe they're running around the shop and doing some things. But as we dive into this, the first thought that I kind of had when we were thinking about these was planter speed. When you're getting your planter set up, now all of a sudden, high-speed planters seem to be kind of the norm or getting to the norm. Everybody's always in a hurry. We live in a microwave society, so everything yep. needs to be done right now. So if we can plant at 12 miles an hour, then by golly, we need to plant at 12 miles an hour. So what are your thoughts? What can you share with our listener today? about planting speed so my interpretation on planting speed is it is very equipment dependent so if your planter is not a high speed planter don't be planting at a high speeds the old school or whatever used to be four and a half to five and a half miles an hour was very typical um, for good singulation and that was if your equipment was maintained and your meters were calibrated and checked and, and ran on a test bench and all that stuff so so there's a lot of things that go along with that. And then they come out with these high-speed planters where they have the belts or the brushes in the seed tubes to help speed descent of the seed from the meter to the ground, yep. which is an awesome addition. But from what I have seen, that works best in an environment where you also have the depth control, like the hydraulic down pressure, so that you can maintain the contact with that row unit. Because if you know, Francis always told our team about putting the Pepsi can on the row unit yeah, and having it half empty can open and set it on the row unit. And if it spilled before you got to the other side of the field, you were either going too fast or your seed bed did not have the right preparations. Yeah. And just a little side note, I bet that Pepsi tasted terrible after he'd opened it up and set it on the planter unit and drug it across the field. I bet he didn't drink it at, <laughs> at that point. Yes. But yes. When Now, I do want to touch on planting depth, but real quick, you, you brought up singulation earlier as well. And singulation is, is ridiculously important. It was crazy. I think Precision Planting years ago did a singulation study, 
And when you drop off of 99% singulation, even 98% singulation, you are costing yourself yield, but ultimately money. And when you drop way down to 96 and even below, it's 96%. Back in school, if I got 96% on something, I was pretty excited. You're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> but 96% singulation wise is not good. And, and when you have skips and doubles and, and triples and things like that, it really affects your yield. And quite honestly, it's something that I don't think a lot of growers even understand. And, you know, not a lot of people go out there and they check that stuff. So it's vital that planting speed, yes, that you plant to the speed of your equipment. And, yes. and it's it's vital. If if you need to go faster, there is technology out there for you to run 10, 12 miles an hour. That's not a problem. But if you don't have that high speed stuff on there, you better be doing some simulation testing and, and go out there and, and do digs when your planter's in the ground and make sure that that singulation is right on. Now, taking a deeper dive into this, literally, yeah, you, you brought up planting depth. And I know that you have some information in front of you on planter depth and how important it is to make sure that you're not, you know, in a, in a drilled environment. We always call that a, uh, Controlled it's spill. Controlled spill, right? Yeah. So we need to do a little bit better than controlling the spill, especially with a planter. So in regards to planting depth, where do you see the value is in, in making sure that the planting depth is is correct? Yep. So in all of our programs, we very often talk about consistency. Yep. And so in this scenario, consistency doesn't necessarily mean the actual depth. In my book, consistency actually means in moisture. Oh, sure. And typically, you know, I'm looking, staring here at a Beck study, and they talked about how the best yield was at a two-inch depth when you're talking about corn. Sure. And so Precision Planting came out with smart depth yep. to go along with their smart firmer, because the smart firmer is supposed to test for moisture in the soil. Yep. And so couple that with the smart depth, and then you can adjust your planter depth to keep it in that moisture. Yeah, it's kind of change on the fly so that you you always hang in there. Do you happen to have that information? Because I know, I think Jason was saying that some of the PTI farm stuff that they did was at around like 30 some percent or whatever, but they were finding yes. an ideal moisture line in that soil. And, the, and it w was obviously as you, as you're listening to this and you think about your own farm and your own planting conditions, you can probably guess the lighter spots of the soil, you're probably going to have to go a little bit deeper to find that moisture line. But in the heavier spots, you can actually pull that depth up a little bit with that smart depth tool yep. and, and make sure that you hit that moisture right on. Because if if you have too much moisture, now all of a sudden you're inducing disease, you're allowing disease to come in. And, and if there's not enough moisture, now all of a sudden it becomes too dry out there. Yeah. Yeah, and also excessive moisture can get into compaction issues and other things like that. And temperature issues, you know, a lot of times the, the water will hold that temperature cold as well. So, Well, the nice thing about our customers, clients, our listeners to this podcast is that they don't plant in adverse conditions. Never, but, never stressful. But we've all seen the neighbor, right? That's the problem. Sometimes we see the neighbor planting in those stressful conditions that are not ideal or conducive to plant growth. That's the key to all of the success. You, you know, even back in my seed days or even the co-op days, 
would always always hear that the potential. Well, now we know the potential of seed is six hundred and whatever bushel that the hula was able to drop. But but I've heard potential up to you know twelve hundred or fourteen hundred bushels per acre when we rip the seed bag open. Yep. And we have become excellent yield reducers. Yes. And we've got to figure out how we can preserve the most yield as possible. And that leads me into, I kind of talked about the the cold or the dry or the wet. So when we talk about soil conditions, where is your head at with just soil conditions in general? So again, I'm going to go back to the capability of your equipment. Yep. You know, if you're like me and you have a John Deere 7000 with just your standard down pressure springs or whatever, you need, really need to wait until the field conditions are more appropriate to be planting. Yeah. You know, whether the moisture conditions are right, you don't want to cause any compaction. You don't want to do those type of things. But today's technology, you know, we get into furrow force and we get into smart depth and, and smart firmers and all that technology that allows us to adjust on the fly based on how conditions actually are in the field. Then you can, you can make some adjustments and you can get some things done. Um, but if you don't have those capabilities, you know, then we need to look at planter maintenance as a key and make sure that your planter is everything's all tight and, and good to go. And you don't have too much excessive wear so that when you do set your planter at that depth and to give a plug quick for a company called Set and Seed, um, they make some tools that you can set under the row unit so that when you dial in that seat, dial in that depth, that it it is where you think it needs to be. So that when you go out there and dig, you can measure that depth and be spot on. Yeah, and there it was interesting. So we are fortunate enough that we get to run around and do these two-day Fundamentals of Agronomy events and and meet with growers across the entire United States. And a couple of the growers we invite up to the front of the room at the end of day two and have them share their story. And it was interesting that this year in two different locations, there was a grower at each place that mentioned things like education and how they will take education and put that in a line item in their budget yeah for to like 2023 they say we're going to spend whatever it is a dollar an acre on education or ten dollars an acre on education i think the same should be said about planter maintenance yeah i was a little removed from our farming operation but we stopped farming it in like well i was 18 we had a few acres back then it was my ffa uh, SAE project. Oh, yeah. But by that time, it was just, we were down to like 25 acres. But I never once ever did any maintenance. I mean, we were barely greasing Zerks at that point, maybe air in the tire, and that was it. <laughs> so, did you do any any seed digging? I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I just thought it was down there. And then all, by magic, all of a sudden, it grew up, right? So, I absolutely would suggest. I know it's getting late in the season now to kind of plan for that planter maintenance if you haven't done it. But what was that company in the the set and seed? Set and seed. You know, it's a it's a great tool. I'd imagine that's something that can get to your farm fairly quickly. Yeah. So that you can kind of drop that down, drop those gauge wheels down and, and make sure that everything is set. But that's vital that that you plan for planter maintenance in your budget. And I think a lot of companies will do planter clinics and kind of look through, you know, your stuff for a yeah, bushings, bearings, disc openers. And they kind of go through it and fix what needs to be fixed and give the check mark on the stuff that's okay. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we know that you can do through a better way to farm is we actually have a seed treatment that helps in those adverse conditions. We know things like 
hatchet roots or like tomahawk roots when, when you're planting into compaction are, are not good because any any time that you compress those roots down now, all of a sudden you're decreasing the amount of roots that can take up plant nutrition. So there are things that we can do like using the amplified seed treatment that we offer to increase the likelihood of that seed that you drop coming out of the ground. So could you explain that a little bit and how Amplify would work in your operation? Absolutely. So we talk a lot, we've talked a lot about planter maintenance. Yes. So we've talked a lot about population and singulation. Yes. And so while population at planting is very important, it's more critical at harvest population. So you want to have that stand at come harvest time. Yeah. And so now is it necessarily the stand at harvest or is it stand uniformity at harvest? Yes. The correct answer would be yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if a plant comes up three days late, it's more of a weed. Yep. And then if it's not uniform, also you can have moisture issues. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not dry enough. Maybe some are, maybe some aren't. So then, then that causes a lot of problems. So with the seed treatment, it creates a more perfect environment for seed uniformity and seed emergence. Yep. A lot of times, we talk about 800 to 1,000 more plants per acre, yep. and, and you and I have our own little story about that. We help the customer <laughs> yes. out, and, and at the end of the day, you know, the customer is always the biggest winner, right. and so we need to dig down and find out what's going on there and, and help that customer, and that's what we did, and the customer was very happy. Yeah. Our seed treatment is unique to the industry. There's nothing on the market that's like it, and we get that question a lot, and you may be sitting here listening you know, well, I already treat my seed. I just, you know, had to figure out if I needed Poncho 500 Votivo or Poncho 1250 Votivo. And and so I've already got my seed treated. Well, yeah, 90, like 95% of the seed in the industry is treated. The only stuff that's not treated is organic yeah. corn yeah. or uh, squirrel corn. I tell you what, that's a market that we all need to be in. We have to grow, <laughs> grow corn and sell it in five pound bags for 20 bucks a pop to the neighbor down the road. But that adenosine monophosphate in that Amplify product has some really cool features that we discuss in that two-day Fundamentals of Agronomy program. I guess I would just share it to you listening that if you want to find more about how to increase your yield or maintain the population that you put down, that you reach out to us, but ask us about how you can make an additional 14 bucks an acre. Yeah, it's super simple, right? Yeah. Can anybody use an extra $14 an acre? Could you use an extra $14 an acre? <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah. Even on my half acre, that's seven bucks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's good math. Yeah. But ultimately, when it comes down to, you know, whether it's taking a look at, you know, the the Amplify product from the Better Way to Farm team, or if it is literally just something else, we always just recommend trying something new. You, you know, our... What we do, and I love, I love what we do because we're passionate about the industry. We're not passionate about selling something and making money and moving on to the next deal. We want to make sure that you listening have the best experience possible and that you are the one making the money for your own operation. But you've got to go out and you've got to try something new. If it's on 10 acres or 10% of your ground, you know, uh, Kip Kohler's, he used to say that take some ground and do the whole, you know, so so we, we are an entire system of things, right? So ultimately, like even with Kip saying, 
take that 10 acres or the 10% or whatever it is and do the system on that. If you can't even afford to do that, then I hate to say it, but you're broke and you don't even know it. And, And that's the scary thing is that, yes, stepping outside of our comfort zone is very scary. You know, it's interesting that, that we share quotes all the time. You know, personal development is extremely important for the entire Better Way to Farm team. Absolutely. And that is something that continues for me, especially to kind of rear its its head, is that ultimately your your life begins or the biggest gains in life happen just outside of your comfort zone. True story. And so when you take a look at some of this stuff, I'm not saying it has to be from the Better Way to Farm team, right? But if you're looking at something, try it. Do your own research. Yeah, Bex does phenomenal research. You know, the PTI farm that Precision Planting and Jason Webster put together, it's phenomenal. That's great. But do your own research and also understand what you're putting down. You know, if you're using a biological, understand what needs to happen to make bacteria work in the soil, you know, maybe don't put it in a bunch of chlorinated water or mix it with a, you know, a super high salt fertilizer or something like that. You've got to understand some of the things that you're, you're doing, even if it's cover crops or lowering nitrogen, you you know, I'm very passionate about lowering nitrogen. I I think that everybody, almost everybody can lower their nitrogen rate without the addition of some sort of micro enhancing, super flavorful something or another that you can add to it and just pull back your nitrogen a little bit, especially if you're split applying. We know that split applying is the right way to do it. And so if you can split apply, pull that nitrogen rate back, you know, figure out your nitrogen use efficiency. If you're looking at lowering soybean population, I love the story that Rod tells yeah. That he t- he convinced the the father son to try what was it one hundred and twenty five thousand. Well, they did a whole population study on their farm. They went from one eighty they're down to like one twenty. Yeah, and what was it one thirty was their their highest return. Yeah, something like that. Yep. And so then the next year they were really excited because they backed their population all the way down to one sixty five. <laughs> they knew with confidence that they could go to one sixty five. And and so we we know working with growers like Jerry Cox, I love. Jerry's picture that he wasn't paying attention to his planter. He had a unit get hung up and he wasn't planting one of the rows for a pass. And he'd figured it out. Well, he grew his beans in such a way that you couldn't tell the difference between the 30 inch beans and the 60 inch beans. It was absolutely insane. But we know with the clients that we work with that we can do this daily. And it's not just in Southwest Iowa or, you know, central Illinois. We work with growers all across the United States on everything. So as you listen to this, don't be scared about trying something new. And if you want to reach out to the team, reach out to the team. You know, yep. we're, we're all here to help. We're all here to provide information to help you get that return that you're looking for. So Preston, are there any parting ways as we kind of wrap up this time that we've spent together? Yeah, real quick, um, back to the personal development you were talking about. Denny used to always tell us that one of the the hardest density layers 
was often the one between our ears. <laughs> yes. um, so, so sometimes we need to get out of our own way and, and try those new things because Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So don't do the exact same thing on your operation for 2023 and expect you're going to get better results. That's not quite how it works. Right. Absolutely. That's fantastic advice, Preston. I really appreciate that. Thank you for your time today, man. I know you've got a busy schedule and I appreciate every minute that you get to spend with me, or, or maybe you, you appreciate every minute you get to spend with me. Is that how that works? Every minute we get to spend with you. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Well, Hey, my friend, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to personally invite you over to our better way to farm Facebook page. We provide more community involvement and more opportunity to get to know you. And thank you again for your love and support on the a better way to farm brand. And remember, we hope that you have a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.